The best way to predict the future is to invent it. Stephen Ambrose brings you up to speed on what the future holds as he explores the latest technology as it impacts our lives. Well, good morning and welcome to IFM, where we always talk serious tech. And this is going to be a little bit of a Samsung week. I was fortunate enough to be invited to San Diego to the global launch of the Samsung S24 series and their big reveal of how they see AI fitting into our lives going forward. And we'll talk more about that later. I'm not going to steal any thunder. I've got a great interview. But in the meanwhile, some really good news for South Africa as we continue the growth in global cloud and cloud access. And a lot of people, you know, don't even think about it. What's the cloud? We use Google, we use Google Mail, we use platforms, we use systems. We don't even think where they sit. But for the most part, a lot of this used to sit on servers way outside South Africa. And the speed of light is how uh, electronics communicate across optical fiber and copper cables. And even at the speed of light, it takes a little bit of time for information to travel from your little tap on your phone in your pocket here in Johannesburg all the way through to the server that might be sitting in the US or somewhere else around the continent or around the world. And that time called, uh, you know, that delay can create really interesting problems, especially for voice communication. And we're talking milliseconds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you try to have a conversation where there's a constant pause and it's happened to all of us in one way or another over time, that sort of delay is not really good. And a lot of websites uh, tend to not perform well when you've got that sort of thing. So the opening of a in-cloud region in South Africa by Google, which is one of the last AWS have got one, Azure have got one, that's Microsoft, and now Google have opened one. And what it does for lots of reasons, one, it allows data not to flow across international borders, which is a real challenge with the data privacy craziness that we're all involved in. And it also speeds up the time and the access and the responsiveness of any platforms that are running in these cloud platforms and it builds in redundancy so that you've got stuff close to home working really hard. So it's great news from, from all aspects. And it's really important that finally we've got uh, a local cloud instance of Google. And it's going to bring, I think, a lot of, a lot of benefits to most businesses. It's a proper hyperscaler um, type of function. Huawei have got one. As I said, AWS have got one. And many other companies have absolutely done it. But there's no question that this is really a big deal. And another big announcement in the last couple of days, which has been really, really, really interesting, is that Neuralink have finally got their permission to install or implant a chip into human brains. Now, they're not the first to implant a chip into human brains, but what is so interesting about this particular sort of way of doing it is that they do more than simply plant the chip in. What they've also designed are these tiny little or ultra, ultra thin tendrils that go a couple of millimeters into the brain. This all sounds like complete science fiction if there ever was, and is able to detect detect all sorts of activity in the brain based on that information. And right now, the usage of that sounds a little mundane. 
But what they've done is they've recruited people who have got diseases that don't enable them to either speak or to use their hands to do anything. And what they're doing is connecting this device by sensing activity in the brain to a phone, to a computer, to some sort of external electronic device that will allow the person to think and speak through a machine or think and control a mouse or play a game. Some of their tests before they got um, to human testing with monkeys allowed monkeys to play games on a computer with their minds completely. So the meld between, between machine and man is coming closer and closer. And this is just the first step in terms of one, assisting people where they are trapped for whatever, they've got motor neuron disease, whatever the case is, they've got severe um, back injuries and they can no longer move any part of their body. It, it is a huge step towards the ability of using technology to allow those people to either improve their quality of life, they're able to communicate in ways that they couldn't before. But this is where it begins. I believe that for the most part, the use of technology to both enhance and improve human activity, both you know, intellectually, both in terms of cognitive ability, is just starting now. And all those science fiction movies we've seen where people sort of become cyborgs over time might be a little extreme and definitely significant Hollywood, but that is where we are going. And the, com the combination of using people using your brain to simply operate anything uh, is, is quite a big thing. And this whole neuroscience area is going to grow at um, an exponential rate. You're going to see more and more products, more and more work, and it definitely will, I believe, bring massive benefit to humanity. So watch the space. It has begun. The cyborgs are coming, and all of us are going to land up having some form of enhancement implanted in our either brains or bodies going forward and hopefully it'll be done in a way obviously there's a lot of ethical and other sort of reasons why you've got to be very careful about this type of thing but there's no question that this is uh, an emerging element of, of of science of neuroscience of bioscience and it's going to be quite a big deal going forward we shouldn't overhype it um, one of the advisors to Neuralink, Jamie Henderson, a neurosurgeon, said, but it is pretty exciting that we're now moving from tech that sits outside to tech that sits inside. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be super scared of it. But I believe handled in the right way, this can absolutely help people walk who didn't walk, help people do stuff they couldn't do, and improve the condition of life massively if handled in an ethical and proper manner. So we'll leave it at that for now, because that is quite a big, big, big step in an interesting direction by a, a very interesting company led by Elon Musk. And apparently it's all his own money that's doing this. He's not outsources to anybody. So a lot, a lot to come still in that space. So he's revolutionized the car industry. Let's see what happens uh, to the medical industry going forward. And some other news that absolutely could fundamentally change how things are viewed in South Africa is that um, Canal Plus, which is a French company, are looking to take over the whole of uh, multi-choice. And that is quite a big deal. 
And the main reasons seem to be, I mean, it was just announced on Thursday. Um, and yet, well, last Thursday, not this Thursday. And they have, Canal Plus have announced a firm interest in acquiring South African listed multi-choice group. And multi-choice owns DSTV, Supersport, Showmax, which in itself is a joint venture with an American um, crowd. And they've completely relaunched and revamped Showmax with a lot more options, sport, et cetera, et cetera. And GoTV is another one under that band. But there are a couple of real challenges with this. I believe that Canal Plus really are a significant player in the Francophone part of Africa, whereas multi-choice definitely controls or manages or has penetration within the Anglophone Africa part, you know, Nigeria, Kenya. And combining the two would give them an absolutely unassailable advantage of controlling the media landscape across most of Africa, which makes a lot of sense. There's one huge problem is that in South Africa, no foreign company is allowed to have more than 20% of its vote of the voting rights of any company. Now, that doesn't mean they can't own more of it. They, in fact, own 31.7% of multi-choice, but they can only vote 20%. Um, there are lots of clever legal and tactical ways to do it. But who knows whether this proposed acquisition will go through. But expect to see a lot of changes in the space over the next little while. Unfortunately, due to the, since Corona um, and since the boost they got when everyone stayed at home and signed up for DSTV or entertainment because people couldn't go anywhere, their numbers have been dropping pretty steadily and pretty solidly over the last um, couple of years. And it's definitely had an effect on their profitability. It's definitely had effect on the ecosystem Dish providers, installers are all struggling. Their turnovers have dropped like mad. But unfortunately, the Competition Commission and the law in South Africa may still stop this deal from going ahead. But in any, in any respect, it is a big deal. There's going to be a lot of changes in the media space. And certainly the size, scale, and capacity of Penal uh, um, Plus could do a lot of things. So... We have to have a quick break. I'm going to do a quick live read now um, because we have got an interview with Justin Hume, who's the VP for mobile in South Africa, all about the launch of the S24 um, straight after this. So let me just do a quick live read and then we'll break for our sponsors and then we'll be back with an interview with Justin Hume. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome to Tech Talk Cafe right here on IFM, as usual, and my annual discussion with regards to fantastic mobile devices from Samsung. We've got Justin Hume, who is the VP of Samsung Mobile in South Africa, with me on the line. I'd like to have him in studio, but these days everything seems to be virtual. Well, anyway, welcome, Justin. Welcome to the show. Stephen, thanks very much, and uh, uh, good to be with you again. I always look forward to this. It's been an interesting couple of months, and um, Samsung have really brought forward the launch of the new Galaxy device this year. It's normally sort of February, March, and now all of a sudden early January. But there were big things happening, and um, I was fortunate enough to be at the global launch in uh, San Jose, the USA, courtesy of Samsung. So thank you for the opportunity for that. But more importantly, I got to play with some of these crazy new devices, and I'm not going to steal your thunder. So tell us a little bit about the new S24 range from a 
technical point of view, and we'll discuss the sort of magic in the in the system in a little bit. But right now, what are the big key upgrades or the features technologically with regard to the new Galaxy S24 range? Sir, I think um, as you said, we're going to touch on the on the big headline of it there, which is. Uh, Galaxy AI in a minute, but uh, certainly looking at the device, Samsung again is bringing forward three products into that range, so our Galaxy S24, the 24 Plus, and the 24 Ultra. The, the 24 Ultra really being a firm favorite uh, in, in the market, that's the one that features the uh, well-known by now S Pen, and uh, it's just always amazing what you can do with uh, the device when you have the power of not just a stylus, but effectively a, uh, a stylus, a conducting tool, a writing tool, and so many other things uh, on board with the product. And that's on the Ultra, only on the Ultra. That's on the Ultra. Yeah. One of the things we've also looked at uh, is the aesthetic of the product and the design on that Ultra. We've now introduced the new titanium finish to it there. So really looking incredibly sleek, uh, powerful. The camera continues to boast uh, best in class effectively, a 200 megapixel camera. And we've taken a number of steps and it's so difficult to talk about these specs in isolation of the AR functionality, but I'm going to try and hold it back for a second here. Um, (laughs) Let's let's focus first on, you know, the basics, which is the camera, the body, the processor, the screen, all that type of good stuff. And then we'll get stuck into AI. So uh, when we think about that camera, so I mentioned 200 megapixel camera, we've uh, the optical zoom functionality. We put a, a five-time zoom stop in place, going through to ten-time zoom. And really, what's incredible about that is, you know, I, I saw a picture recently taken with this uh, 24 Ultra, and I want you to try and imagine it. Somebody standing on top of the basically the nose and heads, and uh, somebody down at the bottom. Uh, for those uh, viewers who know, I mean, it's quite a height that you're at and the ability just to zoom and to zoom and to zoom and to zoom with clarity uh, is something that I haven't yet experienced on a on a mobile phone. And that was uh, a, a very uh, proud moment to see the capability coming through on that device. We've partnered again from a processing capability with uh, a strong partner in Qualcomm uh, for the Snapdragon Gen 3 um, or Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 for, made for Galaxy processor, the the most powerful uh, processing capability that you've ever experienced on a, on a Galaxy device before. And again, this is what gives us the ability to do some incredible things on the phone. Just to put it in context, we would define this product as being able to do something in the order or in excess of 30 trillion operations per second. Now, that's a number that's I don't know about you, but I struggle to get my mind around that. That's super complicated stuff. It's actually remarkable that in a, a light slab of titanium and glass, you can have power that in 30 years ago they needed to launch, literally launch the, the space shuttle. 100%. It's, it's incredible. And um, what, what that puts at your fingertip is, um, as you said, that computing power is just second to none. And that really then affects everything, uh, going through from your uh, visual content uh, to your audio content, the ability to adapt through that. We focus very much, again, for uh, the gaming community as well, you know, making sure that we haven't uh, left them behind. We've increased the size of the vapor cooling chamber because... For gamers, for heavy users of mobile devices, you would know that the device can heat up. It can get pretty warm uh, when you're using that. 
available cooling chamber. It's a, it's a unique system to, to Samsung, and really that disperses the heat, runs it out. We've doubled the size of that. So we've got the form factor the same, basically, but we've improved the, the insides, made, uh, you know, uh, bigger cavities for this type of uh, cooling to, to come through. And again, what that does is it drives uh, battery efficiency. And, uh, you know, combined that with the processing capability, uh, even though the battery size is the same as our S23, it just means it lasts longer. It, um, it, you know, it's a cooler operating device. And we know that the neural processing unit on board is nearly 40 times, or 40% higher at least, uh, than the S23. And, and that's again, the that just part that, that is used most mostly for the AI functionality, which we'll get to shortly. I can see you dead keen to discuss some of that magic. No, so I think we, we have to think about this product as a complete solution. And, you know, so many uh, companies would tell you that we've got an AI capability, we've got this functionality or that functionality, but until you can pack it with a processor that's capable of doing these type of operations, until you can harness that with um, the best-in-class camera lenses and then display that on a screen that runs at 120 hertz refresh rate, um, adaptive hertz rate, uh, refresh rate at least, uh, you can't truly bring the, the beauty of these uh, of your creations uh, to the fore on the mobile device. The other thing we've That's done very, is very interesting. To, uh, we've increased the uh, brightness of the screen to, I mean, you asked me for text, so I'm going to give it to you there, uh, 2400 nits. Uh, so which is crazy. The average TV sits at 800 to 1,100. Right. So you can imagine how bright a, uh, a, a screen on your phone is at over 2,000. So, I mean, for those who, who maybe are wondering what is a NIT, um, with, basically it does refer to the brightness of the screen. Now, why that is important is we live in this, um, you know, South African sun, and I'm sure most people can recognize this issue. You walk outdoors with your mobile device, and suddenly you can't read what is on the screen. That's because there simply isn't enough backlight to compensate versus the um, the gay, the reflections coming through and the brightness of, of the sun. Now 2400 pushes that brightness up and you can, you can read outdoors effectively. You can see the YouTube videos and the like. So again, just enhancing the capability and you're entirely right. This is the type of technology that is found on top, top end television sets. Again, found within this little titanium case <laughs> that fits in your pocket. It's pretty ridiculous. Well, let's move on to the big story actually. And this is something that I was really surprised about. I mean, a phone is a phone and a screen is a screen and and it all has felt rather evolutionary over the last couple of years. But the big news around here, I don't like the word AI. It's not really artificial intelligence, but that's the common sort of common parlance of, of the thing today. But there was definitely a whole new direction that the Galaxy AI and the, and the new devices have gone in. Can you just give us a little bit of the thinking that went into why this is so important and why it will be so wonderful for your user, for your average guy out there who's got a device of this capability in their hand? Steve, I'll just take a step back for a second. And we think about ages. We think about the um, industrial age, the computer age that's been there. Uh, certainly, it's been uh, from a smartphone perspective, um, the smartphone age of, of the past couple of years. And really, if you cast your mind back, you think about 
computing capabilities and you were very uh, restrained or, or fixed in terms of having a desktop computer linked into a, uh, a local network effectively. And really along came the mobile device. Suddenly you could connect wirelessly and we democratized, uh, the, the mobile industry democratized internet access. Uh, it was a watershed moment and today it's helped bridge uh, the digital divide. It's, it's really had a, um, a monumental effect and, and I don't think I'd be stretching it too far to say not only has it had an effect on education, it's gone right the way through to affecting GDPs of, of countries. No, um, absolutely. I, think I think you're underselling it rather than overselling it right now. <laughs> 100%. So we, we do believe that we are at that watershed moment again, and we're introducing the age of or the era of AI on a mobile device. Yes, it happens to be the handset device. And why this is such a, a monumental moment is that this is the device. If you think about it, amongst every device that you own, this is the one that's most personal or personal to you, effectively. You carry it with you 24-7. It is your lifeline to, to everything that you do, whether it be banking, to phone, communication, Correct. and the like. Um, and we see the ability to bring this artificial intelligence um, to a mobile device as being this uh, evolutionary capability. I want to come back to a point that you raised. It's been this incremental steps that have taken place over the last few years in, in smartphones. Uh, I can tell you, sitting here in the office at Samsung, where you get to play with every device imaginable, uh, very much like you would also get that chance to do. You know, you see a product, oh, the camera pixels have improved a little bit. Okay, the battery's a little bit bigger. This is the first time in, in quite some time where I've felt a little bit like that kid um, opening presents <laughs> on their birthday. When you've got your first uh, look phone. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, it's... It, uh, there's something to play with, and um, you know we can't take the emotion out of it. There's something you need to do. It's wonderful to be able to sit next to somebody and go, look what my phone can do. I bet you you can't do it. And, um, so you reckon you know, now we've got uh, new bragging rights? We've got new bragging rights. It's changed completely. Um, I dare you to pull out your phone and to circle uh, what's in the background behind you and let me uh, pick up what chair that is. Or what. Give, what the, uh, give us... A little bit of insight into the, I know that was focused on three main areas, but give us some, yes. some understanding of how simple and easy. I know people can't feel it until they touch it, but just give us a little picture of some of the sort of enhancements that have been baked in using AI that are just so easy to use and so natural. So the, the easiest one for me that I love is the circle to search. Um, and the easiest way to explain it is that if I, if I receive a picture from you, let's say it's on WhatsApp, and there's something in the background that you know, captures my imagination, but it's very difficult to describe it. Um, all I do is I circle on the screen, and immediately Google goes to work and finds the, the image. Um, now, what's incredible about this is it doesn't have to be a static image. It can be uh, something that I'm browsing on the web. It can be something that is on my screen at a particular point in time. It can be a YouTube video. Um, the camera can be open and I can simply be, um, you know, real time looking through the lens of my camera and I can circle something and it goes to search. Now, the way I described this best and, and it was a little uh, demonstration we did here at, at the office recently is that a colleague of mine was wearing a pair of Nike shoes and I said to somebody, okay, well, Let's type in, how do we explain these Nike shoes? So tell me what you want me to type into Google. 
Okay, Nike shoes, high tops with green stripes on it there. And Nike's entire range of um, came up. And now we have to try and sort and select and try and identify what was. I said, wait, stop the bus here a second. And all I did is I held my camera out of my phone. I pointed it to the shoes, and then I circled around them. Those exact shoes came up where they can be purchased, what price they can be purchased at, um, directions to the nearest store that could take place. So it's so incredibly practical um, in that regard. Another example, you see somebody on TV and you see the clothes that they're wearing and you think, I'd like that. Now, all you do is you just, with your camera out, you just simply circle it and it pops up. Um, no more typing a whole lot of tedious messages into your computer or into your phone. You simply look at the screen, use your finger, and say, I want to know more about that, and off it goes. So let me give you one last example. I've got an exercise yeah. bike at home, which um, really gets utilized and therefore needs to get serviced. But I phoned the place that I bought it from, and they said to me, okay, what model is it? Now, there's no sticker on this thing. I, for a lot of money, cannot find it. And so they can't help me. So what I did is I took the S24, I held it up to it there, I circled it, and uh, basically within a second, it identified the make, the model, um, who was the manufacturer of this exercise bike, and I can now phone uh, this uh, well-known sports store in South Africa and tell them what bike to come fix. I mean, uh, to me, it couldn't have been so. And I've been searching the web to try and work out what exercise bike I have. Um, And there we go, in under a second. I think the trick, what I saw when I was playing with it briefly, um, is that it was just such a natural function. There was no, you didn't have to think about it. You didn't have to put any effort into it. You just did it. And in two seconds, you had everything you wanted to know. So I know that's one of the party tricks, but there are a couple more that we can talk about. As I said, our time is pretty much running out fast. So give us a couple more ideas in the, of what's going on in the, in the AI space or the AI enabled space that's happening on the S24 range. So very quickly, uh, live translation, uh, an absolute must, uh, think about this it. Science organization ever was. But <laughs> so uh, forever I'm sitting in a meeting trying to work out what my Korean colleagues are saying about me. Now all I do is I put the S24 down, it captures it, it converts it to text for me to, um, in Korean, and immediately I can translate that into English. I can even do that live in a call. So if I'm phoning you, you don't have to have the S24, and you in, uh, let's say, Spain, or uh, you happen to speak Spanish, um, I talk in English, the S24 translates it and talks to you in Spanish. You speak back in Spanish, and it talks to me in English, but real time. So you and I are having a conversation in real time, and the phone is doing the translation for us. Um, unprecedented. This this is not something that has ever been seen on a mobile device before. Again, so it I, is, I was aware. I was aware briefly, or over the years, there have been some apps or some services that did it. But uh, it was mentioned that this is happening on the phone itself, and it's completely independent of the fact that the other person doesn't need need a device. It's simply happening on your Galaxy S24. So they can even be using a landline. You don't need a data signal. You're simply making a phone call. Um, and, and, yes, you're entirely right. There are other third-party apps that are translated apps. This is happening on the device. 
the conversation that you and I are having through the device is completely between us. It is not being stored on some cloud server. Uh, this is on-device AI, and it brings me back to the point as to why you need uh, such a powerful processor to be able to do this in real time uh, without relying on third-party services. And then there was one more. Uh, we could go on for that for hours, as I said being a little cognizant of our time, the last thing was the, the whole way that you interact and deal with photographs or pictures that you take on the device. The AI platform has done some remarkable things there. Could you give us a little insight into that? Uh, certainly. So let's assume uh, you can see me now, right? And I've got a, tele- a television behind me. Yeah, effectively. Now imagine you took a picture of me with the S24 and you decided that actually Justin in this picture is not great. I just want to capture the TV. All you would do is you'd go up to the image. I, I, I thought you'd go the other way. That's cool. <laughs> no, but, uh, and it'll perfectly crop me out and AI will fill in the blanks for me. Now you can imagine the camera looks at me. There's no information about me, what's directly behind my head. But AI looking at the broader scenario that's happening here can work it out. It will fill in those gaps in the TV and uh, present it to you there. So this is wonderful for cropping out reflections. It's wonderful for cropping out people who may be photobombed. Um, and not only just cropping them out, but adding back the information. We took a picture here in my office and uh, of a colleague and we moved him out of the shot and AI was so capable that it worked out he was sitting on a chair, it worked out that it had a mesh background to the chair, and it filled it in to match all the other chairs that are within the That office. sounds like really actually. How do you figure that out? It's pretty close, and it really is taking the contextual information that's around us here and um, giving you that ability. So, I mean, I'll give you some office type of scenarios, you can have some great fun. You know, you've got the proverbial shot where you're jumping to try and dunk a basketball, but if you like me, you can maybe get a centimeter off the ground. Now somebody snaps a shot at me, they can simply move me Moves to the up. image. Looks like I'm, I'm about to do a Michael Jordan shot there, and um, okay. Um, and again, I must say, the, the brief time I had with the device up to now, it was so easy to do, it was so simple to do, that it didn't take much experience or thought. It was just natural in a way. So really, we were trying to make it so simple in that wherever you see the little stars, and, and um, if you look at the galaxy ads and that you'll see little stars represented, any feature that you come across and you suddenly see those little stars, you know that there's an opportunity for AI magic to, to kick in here. And, you know, again, if we're taking a photograph, AI pops up and it senses a reflection, it gives you a suggestion, why don't you remove the reflection? It senses, um, you, you know, some object that needs to be erased in the background, it gives you that suggestion. It is really sharp at working out how to improve and what probably what you were thinking you needed to do with that image. Um, and it gets it done. Well, I'm afraid, Justin, thanks for that. We're pretty much running out of time here. But so basically we can call the Galaxy S24 the magic phone. It does stuff that you only thought was magic before. I think we'll, 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 wow. we'll pretty much end on that, the magic phone. Thanks. <laughs> I think um, you might call it the magic. I'm going to say it's, it's the modern marvel. Um, it is uh-huh. okay. the eighth wonder of the world. Let's keep it there. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, let's not oversell. Where will people be able, or when will people be able to get this in their hands? I think that's the most important thing. 
Right, so it's on pre-order now, um, starting to get uh, stock going into stores and officially on sale from the 9th of Feb um, here in South Africa. And that will be the entire range, which all have very similar capabilities, obviously, from the ultra down, there are differences in other features, but pretty much one, there's a model for most needs at this point with, uh, complete with all this AI magic built in from the get-go. Correct. So yes, there are some differences by by device. Um, again, pop into into your local mobile store, check it out. But um, fundamentally, you've got the S24, uh, 24 Plus, and Ultra. Main difference being the screen size and the associated batteries, I suppose, behind it. But uh, those AI functions that I was talking about, they come uh, throughout that range. Brilliant. Well, wonderful to chat, and I can't wait for the next crazy development from Samsung. But this one looks like a seriously good reason to upgrade your phone. So on that note, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll keep everyone informed as these things transpire. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Now, back to gadgets, gizmos, and other assorted stuff. As I mentioned, I was lucky enough to go to San Jose for the global launch of the S24 range, and the combination of the new AI features that have been baked directly into the operating system. Now, there's a little interesting segue here. It is Samsung who have launched the first truly AI-enabled mobile phone, and they've done, without question, an exceptional job. But it is using Google technology, and this technology will come to mobile phones um, across most mobile phones over the next few years as their processors, as um, just mentioned, as their processors and the rest of the sensors become up to the job of doing it. In fact, I can tell you that if you've got an S22, in the next six to eight months, you will get an update which will bring some, not but not all, but some of these AI features directly to your S22 and potentially some of them on the S21. Let's wait and see. No finality on that as yet, but there are software features and utilizing the powerful processes in modern smartphones, it's really possible to do quite a few of these things. But the entire S24 range has similar processing power. There's obviously differences in size, screen size, um, memory, and other sort of non and camera, mostly camera. Uh, as well as the S Pen available on the Ultra, which is not available across any of the other models. But in all of them, you have the ability to seamlessly use the AI features. And the key thing of these features and what I could see is that it really, it sounds super high-tech. And in fact, it is super high-tech. The, 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 rec, the image recognition, the search, the ability to translate on the fly, on the device, not in the cloud, uh, is just exceptionally good and so easy to use. For the most part, anybody who picks up the phone, simply tap the little stars when you see them and you'll get AI assistance, or you simply tap the little button at the bottom and up will pop uh, the ability to circle and search. All of this has been done and integrated so thoroughly throughout the device so thoroughly through the interface that Samsung have created and updated, and so thoroughly in the Android operating system that it becomes an absolute no-brainer. You're busy typing an email in WhatsApp, and it'll you tap the three little dots, it'll suggest an improvement in how 
in what you're saying. It'll fix your spelling. It'll fix your grammar. I need that. I'm terrible with grammar. I write 400 word sentences, not a not a comma or a full stop anywhere. So that type of ease of use and simplicity will make it an absolute indispensable part of your everyday usage of your device. It'll improve your writing, it'll improve your direct search, it'll improve your conversations with people, and it's the beginning. They've just started with some of these things. It's going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. The ability to edit pictures in a way that you needed Photoshop before, easily with your finger, without any fancy products or that. For the product manufacturers, it's going to create a little bit of havoc. There are a lot of translation and recording products that you used to be able to use on your phone not necessary. A lot of photo editing, not necessary. So in normal Samsung fashion, the S24 range is beautifully built. The titanium feel and look of the Ultra is spectacular. It's squarer than before. The screen is flatter. It just feels premium across the entire range. It really is an exceptionally um, good device. And I've got the Ultra for review. It just arrived today. Fantastic. And I will give you a full breakdown of that in the next few weeks. But right now, it is without question the premium Android phone, and it's definitely well worth um, considering it as an upgrade. And on that note, we've got a quick break for our sponsors. And then I'm back with some last minute thoughts and uh, some news about who's in the delivery business. We'll be back right after this. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And just a quick wrap up on my first impressions of the S24. Yes, from a tech point of view, it's somewhat incremental. The S23 is still a spectacular device, all of them. Um, but the S24 certainly has taken the technology to the next level. Screens are brighter, clearer, sharper. The build quality, if possible has improved a touch. The way that they feel, the way that they look is a pleasure to hold. They fit well in your hand. The slight squareness makes them a little less slippery. Obviously, cases are highly recommended. Screen savers, not a big fan of, but they have saved me some screen breaks over the last couple of years. But overall, exceptionally fast processors. The, the NPUs, which is the Neural processing units have all improved dramatically, and the latest Qualcomm processors certainly bring a level of computing that laptops haven't had in the past. When you combine this with the latest advancements in AI and the way that the AI works, it is essentially a bit of a revolution. It is going to change the whole way we interact. It's starting to happen on your laptop with um, Windows and with Google with their various AIs. So now it's on your mobile phone and expect others in the industry to react and to come up with similar stuff. But for now, Samsung have really got it right. It's slick, it's easy, it's smooth. It's so integrated, you don't have to think about it. It just works, which is by far the best technology out there. You don't have to, to actually do anything particularly arduous to get it to work. So. I think this is a big shift. I think this will be probably one of the biggest selling ranges that Samsung have brought out in a little while. And I do believe it brings really good reason to upgrade right now. Though, as I said, bear in mind the S23 series will get some of these advances. But as they bring out more and more integration, more and more AI-assisted 
apps and products within the Galaxy, within the phone itself, the newer technologies, the faster processors, the better cameras will just make it a lot easier. So it's available soon. Go, go and have a look. I'm sure the, the pre-orders are out there and um, they always do good deals. You get headphones and other assorted stuff. I haven't seen the exact offers yet. I'm going to check that out. But it's a great new device. I think Samsung owns something really big. And uh, if you're an Android fan, this is without question the premier Android device on the market right now. And before we leave, just interesting what I picked, um, picked up the other day, Bolt have decided that they are now going to launch same-day deliveries in South Africa. Now, a little while ago, and there's been some interesting YouTube videos, Bolt launched a fleet of Bajaj, or Bayaj, cute quadricycles, basically a little modern bike with, with four little seats or two little seats. I think it's got four little seats. And they're going to use this fleet to do delivering, to do same-day deliveries. And there's no question that same-day delivery services keep growing. They are really quite expensive for the for the average person. Um, our friends at Uber have been doing this for a while. But here's another great little service. Bolt have always I've always found Bolt to be pretty reliable. Quality of their cars sometimes a little iffy, but generally the Bayaj or Bajaj vehicles allow them to dedicate some of them to a delivery solution, which really improves your efficiency and um, gets stuff to where you want to. So they're talking about um, the, the way they do it. You have to go onto the update your Bolt app. You can log on if you haven't logged on and you'll see all the pricing. But it it definitely doesn't cover insurance. Just worry about that. That's one, that's one thing they specifically mention. So don't send it's you know, it's valuable parcels, but it's certainly well worth um, sending little parcels from point A to point B if you can't do it yourself. And it'll probably save you a lot of hassle with all the load shedding and back and traffic lights being out. So good on Bolt. Let's see how it works. We must. Try, I'm going to try it out in the next little while and see how I can get, you know, various things from point A to point B and how quickly it works. But check it out. Just get down, download the Bolt app. Uh, log in and see what's what's available. These little cars are a little annoying on occasion. I've seen quite a few in Santon. And um, can they get in all sorts of interesting spaces? But it's a clever, clever use of a clever fleet. And I think it really will bring a lot of benefit to anyone who needs to get letters, parcels, or any minor things from point A to point B, just not the kids. Other than that, good, smart use of a platform. And on that note, I'm afraid we have to call it quits for today. I'll be back with more news, more gadgets, more reviews uh, next week, same time, same place, right here on High FM.